Welcome to KC Corner, episode 66, a rare Wednesday afternoon edition with a live studio audience. <laughs> well, it's a live studio audience, and I'm loving this, because this today is all things King's Chapel. Mm-hmm. You know, we have the wonderful, the illustrious Amy Millette, who is all things uh, connected, administrative mm-hmm. assistant extraordinaire uh, when it comes to King's Chapel. And we have JP Jakes, who's not only like our IT guy, our guy that gets our website going, mm-hmm. everything on Sunday morning, also in the sound booth, which is fantastic. Yep. Got a great name, too. Yes, exactly. And he wears his hacker hat, does all things computers for King's Chapel. He's awesome. <laughs> and he does it without complaining, mm-hmm. which is awesome. But the important stuff. The Bolts are 2-0 in the playoffs. 2-0, <laughs> man. Thank goodness, you know, when we didn't get home ice advantage and we had to start the uh, playoffs uh, mm-hmm. on away ice, I was a little bit nervous. But speaking of J.P. Jakes, he is all things lightning hockey or all things hockey. And he predicted Bolts in four or five. And I'm like, oh, I don't Love know, that. man. Love and, that. Uh, when Kucherov came back on ice, he's fantastic. It's been so much fun. And a shout-out to Bill Talby, who hosted us last night at his mm-hmm. nice new place in Baldwin Park. Mm-hmm. Beautiful great, backyard. Beautiful Washed backyard. out there with beautiful weather. And great. Thank you, Kathy, for all the delicious treats you gave us. So yes, it, was a, it was a great night. Yes. Fantastic. <laughs> but to what you meant to say this past week with Pillars of the Faith Part 4. Yeah, Sola Scriptura. You know, God's Word alone. And... When you talk about swimming upstream or countercultural, uh, you know a lot of people will look at God's word and disparage it and say, uh, "Gosh, it's full of errors," or this or that or the other thing, and they've never read it. But how beautiful is God's word? How what an incredible story that God gives us, and how gracious that He tells us a love story of how we can know and love Him and know and love uh, our neighbor, um, and how we can find a Savior named Jesus, His Son. So. God's word alone. Uh, I love the background to this with Luther and Luther standing up uh, to the religious leaders of his day and and the rest of the world saying, hey, my authority is going to be God's word alone. And so should ours. And so really what I meant to say is, is uh, do we look at God's word as authoritative? I mean, are we a little bit like uh, our founding father, Thomas Jefferson, was where a Jeffersonian Bible where he was able to cherry pick what he liked and what he didn't like? But it's got to be authoritative, Brooks. It's got to, if this is God breathed, if it has life in it, if it is, and if it's a story for us that he's given to us, it's got to have authority and, and we have to walk by faith under it. And there's going to be things about it we don't like. And there's, in our, God's word is going to tell us things that we don't want to hear. But, you know, first and foremost, is it authoritative in our life? And probably really what I meant to say, Brooks, too, is, is it profitable? Because it comes down to that passage in 2 Timothy 3 where, where Paul is going to say that God's word is profitable, it's useful. And things that are useful, you invest in, right? Things that you feel are profitable, you spend your time doing. You know, it's, is it profitable to you work on your golf swing? I've seen it. Yes, <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's a great swing, by the way. Thank you. Um, but things that we invest in are things that we feel are profitable. If it's if it's not a worthwhile in, uh, adventure or worthwhile to spend investment. time on investment. Thank there you very you much. Thank you, Brooksy. Uh, we don't do it. Um, and I think as a pastor, that's kind of a longing to have the people feel like, hey, this is a profitable story for me to keep my nose in. This is a profitable word for me to keep marinating in and that it's a part of our life. Um, by God's grace, it was modeled for me by my mom. I mean, she was a devotional junkie and so am I. And I remember some of my earliest memories of coming downstairs and seeing my mom you know, reading the Bible or on her knees in prayer. And that was just a beautiful model for someone. And she didn't do it out of duty. 
She did it out of love. She did it because she loved Jesus and she wanted to spend time with him. And I think of all the great gifts she's given me, that may be one of the greatest she's given me is like, sometimes I want to just run up here to my study in the morning. It's like, I can't wait to get in the word. And some days it's like, oh man, I got to check the box and I got to get through it. But by God's grace, there's been a discipline of just trying to be in the word. Uh, and it's amazing too, Brooks, of how much I, I don't remember. You know, it's like, I'd love to memorize more of it. I'd love to really... Is the Psalm 119 says, I've hidden your your word in my heart that may not sin against God. You know, I, I want to hide it more in my heart, but it seems to leak out. Mm-hmm. And so keeping that profitable investment going is, is good. So that's that's really what I meant to say. And, and I hope um, that King's Chapel will be a church that not only finds God's word authoritative, but profitable. And the only other point I had there is that it leads us to a savior. And uh, that's the whole point. It's mm-hmm. written so that we believe. Yep. I think it's important to remember that it's a story and not a textbook. Mm-hmm. And we kind of hit on that last week of it makes it a whole lot easier to go back to when there's fun stories and interesting stories to read about. Um, I'm reading Acts right now and all of Paul's adventures and oh my having to go city to city and being yeah. captured and hidden uh, from yeah. the authority. Like it's an incredible story in itself. There's not it's not just a boring textbook that you read in school. Well, you know, I love that book. It's like it's like the New Testament history book. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh Brooks, I had the privilege several years ago to go back to modern day Turkey and uh, his first and second trip are mostly in Turkey. And and then the third one goes a little bit more into Greece as well. But to go back to Pisidian Antioch, to go back to some of those places, Lystra, some of the names are changed now. Mm -hmm. And some of it, you can't find any remnant that Paul was there. And some of it, you'll find some ruins. But it kind of, again, the Bible becomes uh, from black and white to color. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that amazes me about those things, Brooks, is that Paul would often be like stoned and killed or almost killed. And then he'd go back. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to go back and strengthen. I'm like, don't you want to like run the other way? All the people with him were telling him not to go back. I'm doing it anyway. Don't do it. Don't do it. No, I got to go. And, uh, you know, I think he realized that, you know, God is sovereign. And when it's his time to go, it's his time to go. And he's going to be here until that time but i i love it yeah that's that's really cool brooks Mm -hmm. love it and then the last thing i had too i hadn't heard the whole story of the jeffersonian bible and that he basically just rewrote it the parts that he liked and i couldn't imagine thinking that highly of yourself or that important to (laughs) you know he is he, he really was brilliant i mean golly absolutely brilliant and uh um, and I think sometimes with that brilliance, you, you, you put yourself on too high of a horse. I mean, look what he did with the Declaration of Independence. I mean, what a beautiful masterpiece he mm-hmm. wrote. But, you know, they started off with a presupposition that miracles aren't true. And so if there was a miracle that was listed, they, they would think so. They thought they were so educated mm-hmm. that let's throw that out. Well, that didn't happen because mm-hmm. there's no such thing. You know, that's when science and the empirical data was on the rise and, uh, they, they really would say that's got to be the filter. But again, it was a story. You know, it wasn't a textbook, but it's mm-hmm. a true story. And uh, that's so important. Mm-hmm. So going to this week, part five, Pillars of the Faith. Is this the last one? This is the last one. And, you know, this is uh, uh, for the glory of God alone. Kind of all the other ones build to this. You know, it's it's like you, you got to say that in many ways the linchpin is Christ alone because it all it's all hinges on him. And then you got to say, well, it's so important to have scripture alone because that's where we get all these other pillars. But listen, grace alone, faith alone, Christ alone, scripture alone is all there. The purpose, the reason it is there is for the glory of God alone. And so that is where we're going to be is that, you know, all all things that God created were to tell his story and to point to his glory. Mm -hmm. Everything he does to save us, although we get this great life and life abundantly, is ultimately for his glory. 
and we're to live we're to live for his glory and you know i just heard i just heard from a beloved king's chapel member today who was trying to figure out issues in their life and they were saying you know hey i just realized i'm putting so much of my life through my filter it's like like i'm at the center and i'm realizing i got it wrong and i got to put jesus at the center and life has a whole different view and that's that's really living for God's glory and doing all things for God's glory. So, and if I can also just say what I hope to say, it's interesting, Brooks, because um, true confession, I've preached through these pillars before in my career, mm -hmm. um, but I really feel like the Holy Spirit's taking me to a different passage to preach this than I have in the past. And um, I don't want to give it too much away, but I'm going to be in Ephesians 1. And because I think it encapsulates all of grace alone, faith alone, Christ alone, scripture alone. But it all says, for the praise of his glorious grace, mm -hmm. that everything is done for the praise of God's glorious grace. So that's going to be where we land. And uh, you'd be reminded it's not about us. It's all about him. And, uh, you know, it's an incredible truth is that we find ourselves when we find him. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that's what I hope to say. Reminds me of the chief end of man. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> to glorify God and enjoy forever. Very nicely done, Brooksy. I got you. One thing I forgot to hit on uh, while we're talking about scripture alone, like we kind of, you talked about it in the KC Essentials class this past week of kind of the leadership roles and everything. And I encourage you guys to go back and listen to that. But no, if you want to talk about that just for a second. Yeah, you know. Uh, what we believe with script, what it says in scripture for it, leadership roles. And I, I think that the important thing is, is that we believe in scripture, you mm -hmm. know, so if our authority is scripture, we don't have the right to figure out roles. You know, God is going to say, this is his church. Christ is the head of the church. How does he want us to run it, right? Mm -hmm. He he entrusted it to knuckleheads like us, but we are redeemed, loved, beloved uh, children of God. And so with those roles, you realize scripture will tell us that, hey, with the gender roles that he God did create a male and a female, it's not fluid. And he, they, that we have equal standing before God and we're necessary for the plan of God, but there's distinct roles that he's given to us. So, you know, go back and listen, but there are certain things that will reflect his creative order that will reflect the Trinity and the headship that kind of lead us to realize things like a pastor should be a, a, a qualified male. And mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't mean that there's not equality with a female. I mean, golly, uh, some of the smartest people I know and some of the most gifted people I know are females. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but you know, and, and it, it's difficult. No one ever wants to swim against culture. You know, you don't want to start something and say, Hey, we're going to be a church. And our goal isn't to be, we just want to be against culture. We want to influence culture. We want to change culture. We just don't want to jump in the river and go downstream and not think about it. No, we want to put a flag in the in the stream and say, we believe in scripture alone. And because of that, we're going to follow this even when it hurts. Mm -hmm. I love it. Love it. So yeah. wrapping up the KC Essentials this Sunday and also yeah. the Pillars of the Faith. And KC Essentials this Sunday is going to be, um, really, we're going to look into the offices of elder, deacon, deaconess, and this new KC Women's Council that we're talking about. So that's going to be great. I, Lord willing, that prepares us to start nominating these folks in the fall and training them and maybe installing them in January. That's the goal. There you go. Yahoo. Here We're we growing. go. We're growing. Let's go. <laughs> We're growing. But now on to the Tim Keller book, Reason for God. So we're going to start just talking about the introduction today. It's a little bit bigger of an introduction than normal and then give you another guys another week to get it. And then we'll jump into chapter one next week. Hey, the great news is just today or yesterday I got from Amazon. I ordered four more copies. So those of you who are listening we're that are able to come to church. Exactly. <laughs> we're going to raffle them off. And uh, um, so 
They'll be available in the foyer if anybody wants to grab one. But what a great book. And this is a New York Times bestseller. I mean, all of Keller's stuff is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And what I love about Keller is he's an intellectual. He's so well read. You know, he, he's he's going to have a real deep understanding of things because he's he's is smart and he has really exercise that faith so and the book starts off the intro starts off with a quote from darth vader how do you how do you Amazing. beat that Amazing. you know it's darth vader being quoted i find your lack of faith disturbing and so i thought it was great so even in the intro as you're listening i love what keller does in the intro and he's really going to say hey we live in a world that has these polarizing views of uh religion uh, versus irreligion i mean it seems like they're both growing and it seems like um, both truths are growing at the same time, which is kind of crazy, but I think that that's true. And mm -hmm. uh, I love that this is a New York Times bestseller. I love the way that Keller starts off with, no matter in the intro, no matter if you do believe, if you believe you have some presuppositions of why you believe, or if you don't, there's faith behind both. Mm -hmm. Why don't we be man and woman enough to examine that? Let's, let's be honest. Let's have good, honest uh, dialogue. And I love what Keller says in the intro too, is we all doubt, everybody doubts. And, uh, but not only do you should process your own doubts, process your neighbor's doubts. Let, them, let, let their doubts kind of help influence what is it that I believe. Mm -hmm. And you know, all truth is God's truth. We don't have to be afraid of it. You know, their doubts, are, if you're a true believer, are not gonna lead you away from Jesus. You know, they'll strengthen you. And there, mm -hmm. there still might be some things we scratch our heads about. So I loved in the intro that, that Keller dealt with his own barriers that he had, an intellectual barrier, a social barrier, an internal barrier that he had to get over. And I thought it was very interesting that he said, you know, those who cared about things like mercy ministry thought truth was relative. And those mm -hmm. who thought that truth was solid and biblical didn't seem to care about social justice things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I love the fact that I see in his ministry somebody who trumpets truth, but realizes that God's a God of justice and he cares about the poor. Uh, you know, it's not just one or the other. It's not like you're a liberal Democrat or you're a conservative Republican. What does it mean to be a, a born-again, mm -hmm. Bible-believing Christian? Mm -hmm. So I thought that was good. Yeah, and on the first page you talked about it. So the book was written in 08, I believe, and I think the version we have, the introduction, was updated like 2012 or 13. Okay. But you talked about how at the same time people are becoming more religious and less religious. So yeah. those people in the middle, they're kind of going one what way or the, the other. Yeah. So it just creates two very polar opposites. Yeah. And I thought that was similar to just everything else going on in the world too. When COVID happened, people were sure. locked up and they were kind of in their echo chamber and yeah. hanging out with people that have the same ideas or yeah. their friends and everything. So when we were unleashed to the world to uh, talk with other people and be around society with different ideas, we didn't really know how to react after months of being with just our friends. You know, it's such a good point, Brooks. Not only do we kind of forget how to act, we forget, I forgot how to behave in a kind Christian manner. Oftentimes it's mm -hmm. like, it's like, you don't believe this. You're an idiot. You know, yeah. you, you know there, there's something wrong with you. You yeah. know, somehow dialogue has been just replaced by throwing stones. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I, I love that about Keller. It seems like, Hey, if you're going to have a dialogue, you got to be able to respect each other. And yeah. I, that seems to be out the window. But even with this book, Brooks, I think he did a great job of the intro with those kind of things. But it made me think of another church member whose uh, whose family member is more into reincarnation and different beliefs and how can you believe this. And I think this book is going to do a really good job of kind of unpacking different beliefs mm -hmm. and you know what's behind those beliefs. And it seems like you can almost believe anything, but Christianity, it's like you're crazy to believe this. Mm -hmm. and, you know, um, 
And Keller does a really good job of saying, hey, there's good, solid reason for us to believe this. Um, and, and let's tackle it in a way that's, you know, intellectually fair and um, true to the God's word. And at the end of the day, we realize, man, there's great reason to believe in this stuff. Yeah, he even says in that intro, this book is supposed to promote civil conversation and respectful dialogue between two differing parties. Yeah, it's, it, you know, I think that even in the intro, he talks about that divided culture. And mm-hmm. I think since the time he wrote it, as you said, I think it's just through COVID and whatever, yeah. man. It's way more divided. It's yeah. crazy. Two very polar opposites. So yeah. encourage you guys to get it. Follow along with yeah. us. I'm a couple Re- chapters in. It's really good. Yeah, Reason for God. It's really good. New York Times bestseller. It's a. It's what you call an, uh, an apologetic. It's a defense of the faith, and it's uh, really well done. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. Any KC updates? You know, um, I don't. It seems like we've had a ton thrown at you, so... Uh, uh, KC Essentials this week, finishing <laughs> exactly. up the sermon, and then yeah. see you guys Sunday. And those who came to help uh, with uh, the workday, thank you so much. And by the way, the tile, the uh, the church got new tile in the foyer today, nice. and uh, or this week. And uh, man, they're putting a facelift on that place. It's kind of exciting. It's looking stuff. good. It it's is looking, looking good. good. Love it. Hey, thanks, Brooks. Great being with you. And go Bolts. Go Bolts. Thanks to Amy and JP for sitting. There. Yeah, what a good audience. <laughs> <laughs> see you guys Sunday. <laughs>